Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Alex Nwaka, a principal with Touchdown Ventures, which provides venture capital services on behalf of leading corporations. Hi, Alex. How are you? Doing well, Ari. Thank you for having me. It is a privilege. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and your role at Touchdown Ventures. I started my career as an investment banker at Morgan Stanley and UBS in New York City, covering the energy industry. I then went on to business school at Columbia University, also in New York, and then spent some time at Virgin Management, Richard Branson's family office, doing a combination of venture capital, private equity, and corporate development work. After Virgin, I found myself at Estee Lauder Companies as a private equity consultant, working with their new business development and strategy team, helping them reorganize their M&A strategy. I joined Touchdown thereafter as the first full-time hire. I've been here at Touchdown for about four and a half years and have worked on several of Touchdown's funds. I've spent specifically the last year and a half or two years focused on enterprise software focused really on the future of professional services in which legal tech is among one of the categories that I spend my time on. How does the company's model of providing venture capital as a service work? We believe in strong collaboration with our corporate partners where each party brings a valuable perspective. And so on the one hand, Touchdown brings the venture capital expertise, which includes sourcing, diligence, deal execution, deal management, including board representation and commercial relationships through exit. We also handle some of the reporting and monitoring of the portfolio as well. On the second hand, our corporate partners bring deep industry expertise from their vertical or category in which they operate. And together with our corporate partners, we make a complete team with the VC knowledge and the operating knowledge that that both parties are bringing. What are the advantages? So we collectively can bring significant strategic value to our portfolio companies, either as customers, channel partners, and or just general sounding board for go-to-market strategy and even product development. In the broadest sense, we are more than just a check to the founders and entrepreneurs that we invest in and really try to bring strategic value as our value add. Again, this is a very collaborative approach that we take along with our corporate partner. And so again, we try to bring both aspects of the venture capital and then operational expertise along with it. What types of organizations are investing in legal tech? What we're finding most often is law firms are one of the key constituencies that are investing in legal tech. Also in the same breath, I would mention corporate legal departments. So GCs within Fortune 500 corporations are very much investing in legal tech. And to a much lesser extent, institutional venture funds are also playing around in the ecosystem as well. Why are law firms investing in venture capital? I think first and foremost, most are investing in venture capital to enhance value to their clients through technology. I think secondly, technology is increasingly being viewed as a competitive advantage and differentiator amongst firms as they sell their services to clients. And then I think last but not least, I think legal services as an industry is undergoing a good amount of change, both in terms of client expectations, as well as chasing better results that are faster, more efficient, using technology 
are leveraging technology along with the lawyer's know-how. Does the law firm partnership model impact the way that they can invest? Yes. In most circumstances, there's a a departure, if you will, between how law firms are structured in terms of how they distribute profits at the end of the year and investing in long-term initiatives like technology. Often law firms would like to keep as much of their profits for distribution as possible. And that usually means that any dollars that are not going to partners that are getting invested in long-term initiatives like technology are not being taken out of the firm as profits. And so, you know, generally speaking, there's somewhat of a dissonance between the idea of investing in technology and the overall business model of law firms in general. But we also see that that's changing as firms take a longer-term view of their individual industry. Where are law firms typically deploying their capital? I think there's three areas that we see as fundamental to law firms. They look at investing. So the first is contracts. If you think very broadly about what contracts represent, they're the lifeblood of any organization. And they're also something that law firms spend a lot of time drafting and reviewing. At a very high level, we view contracts as a treasure trove of unstructured data that has value in it if you can, one, structure the data and then analyze that data. And so contracts is one area that we're very bullish on and that we see law firms investing in. The second are really what we would term as workflow management and or collaboration solutions, which allow for attorneys at firms to better collaborate on their individual matters and just often share best practices and also get them out of email in some instances and into more collaborative environments. The third category where we see quite a bit of activity is within knowledge management broadly. There's quite a bit of tech and also companies focused on taking the collective knowledge within a law firm and figuring out how to capture it and then institutionalize it across the entire firm platform. And we think that that's a very, very interesting technological play because, again, it takes advantage of really most of the largest or the biggest asset or most important asset at law firms, which is the people. What are the challenges associated with supporting legal tech companies in this way? I would say that legal tech companies have really three distinct challenges when it comes to how they operate and how they create value and grow over time. The first uh, is really the difficulty of nailing a go-to-market strategy that works well and is repeatable. There's a significant number of sub-segments, et cetera, within legal tech that each constituency buys a little bit differently, has a different set of criteria. And the most successful legal tech companies that we have seen are companies that really figure out which segment they're targeting and nail it and then move on to maybe one other subcategory or subsegment and are able to nail that as well. So that's one area. The second area, really the competitive landscape within legal tech is pretty much constantly shifting. If you just take the contract landscape as an example, you have companies that focus on contract lifecycle management, which really covers soup to nuts, everything that happens with a contract from the time it's created to the time that it's actually signed. You have companies that focus on individual portions of that process and do it at a very high level, but fundamentally there's competition left, right, and center for every company in certain categories within legal tech. And 
understanding the differences in what companies offer and what they would consider their competitive set versus complements versus frenemies, if you will, is obviously very important. The last area where there are quite a bit of challenges, legal tech has a very unique DNA in the sense that the buyer, more often than not, has to sync a process and their infrastructure with implementing the technology as a buyer. And we find that that's often a very complicated process for many legal tech companies to figure out how to work well with both other pieces of infrastructure, whether it be within law firms or within large enterprise uh, that are unique to the legal function, or you have issues with just generally working a changing a workflow that has been really constructed around a certain piece of work that the technology or your solution provider needs to wrap with inside of. How do you see investing in the legal tech sector evolving? First and foremost, I do think we'll continue to see an increase in the amount of investing, both in dollar terms and then also velocity amongst law firms within the space. Back to my comment earlier, I think many law firms view this as a strategic imperative going forward into the next decade. And so I think more firms that have the means to invest in legal technologies will do so under that premise. The other piece, I do think we will see financial VCs taking an increased interest in this category. The amount of investment over the last five to 10 years within legal tech from the financial VC community has been relatively small. But we've seen over the last 18 to 24 months quite a bit of activity with you know, a number of deals that would, broadly speaking, be considered legal tech getting a lot of capital and attention. And so my suspicion is that we'll see that continue as well because the you know, legal tech category has been somewhat underinvested in for quite some time. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Alex Nuwaka, a principal with Touchdown Ventures, which provides venture capital services on behalf of leading corporations. Alex, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. Pleasure being on. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.